welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
Okay, so I want to just um, take a moment and lean in to the word woman and money at the top. And the reason why I want to focus away from the topic of money first is because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And there's been a lot of statistics, a lot of white papers that have gone out talking about how us as a society and in individuals, we actually don't have strong friendships. Um, and I will tell you that I see this more than anything else when I lean in. Um, we forgot how to actually connect and have friendships, or we've built so much of a bubble around us that we actually really don't let anybody get close. And so if you are feeling that hole, that loneliness, that depth, you're never going to attract money. You're never going to attract it. And so I want to take a second and really kind of lean into the relationships that you are building because the relationships that you are building equate the same relationship you are building with money. And most of us stopped really learning the art of friendship a long, long, long time ago. Um, and just for, for, for the big people who don't have to take a lot of notes, I pinned at the top my website and on my website, I pinned for you the 10 things I wish I knew before I built my $100 million company. Um, I've done it six times. Um, I've learned a couple of things um, on this journey. And so that is a free gift for you if you'd like to know what I wish I would have known then before I did it. And one of the things I want to really talk about today is relationships. So many of us are like, I want you to love me from afar. You can get only so close and you keep everybody at an arm distance because you really have not learned the art of creating healthy relationships. This is for men and this is for women. There was a article in Men's Health not that long ago that said that less than 3% of men actually have a best friend. And there was an article that was in the Harvard Review saying that part of the big tranche for women's success is that they don't have female relationships. They don't have them. Um, and that, that somehow in our psyche, some experience happened and we stopped leaning in and trusting others. We stopped that bond. And here is what I can tell you for sure. On one side, let's just say my left hand, I can give you 10 experiences that I have had that would rip your heart out. Horrible, awful, rotten things that people have done to me. I don't know a woman who doesn't have this story. I don't. I don't have a, know a single woman that doesn't have the story. They're going, oh my gosh, I cannot believe she did that. And on the other side, on my right hand, I can give you 10 amazing, incredible stories where women have loved me, lifted me, enlightened me in ways that bring me to absolute tears. Now here's the choice. I can touch you with my left or my right. I can make you pay like I paid to have you earn your way to what I think you deserve. Or I can touch you with my other hand and lift you and love you and knowledge exchange with you so that you validate my life as you go farther than I could ever go and have the chain stay connected. And that's a choice that we make each and every day. And you're making those choices when you walk by and you see somebody that is homeless or in need and you turn the other way. And in that energy that you are creating, 
that is in your money. Money will turn the other way as you turn the other way to people. Because your connection with one thing is your connection with everything. I give you this little test. If I called you to stage right now, what's the first feeling that you feel? Is it anxiety? Is it excitement? Are you retreating backwards because you're shy? Are you leaning forward? What's happening in a state of stress, state of chaos? Because as you unwind that feeling, you learn the tools to unwind that feeling. As you unwind it for, you know, spontaneous moments, you're also unwinding it with your relationship with money. And if you read a lot about, you know, the most successful people, right, the big people, the two percenters of the world, you know, what they do, how they spend their time, you will see that they intentionally pour into very powerful relationships. Um, if you saw the documentary, you know, with Bill Gates, you will see that he hangs out with Warren Buffett, yada, yada, yada. Because they have and they put very big value on having relationships with other people that are deep thinkers. But they don't teach us in school. And as we go on our journey trying to build these relationships, ouchy moments happen. You lean in and they lean out, or they lean in and you're un emotionally unavailable. And it is extremely important when I talk to my sisters that the greatest gift that you could give yourself is a relationship with your sisters. Learning that will change your world in more areas than I can even possibly explain to you. It doesn't seem possible how rich and full life can be. And that also includes money. When I learn to walk shoulder and shoulder with my female colleagues, when I learn to look at them and love them for all that they are, everything in my life changed. I wish we taught it. I really wish we taught it. And if you want to deepen the relationships that you have with others, and you happen to have a male, I have a bunch of brothers, I always say, and I have a son and I have a daughter, I encourage them to strengthen the relationship they have with their brothers. Men need bromance. Women need sisterhood. And we strengthen the relationship with us across the aisle when we have those healthy relationships in our life. And I assure you that if you focus on your relationships and build them and learn to give and receive, that's the same that will happen with money. Money is a tool. <clears throat> money is a resource. That's all it is. Just like time. Time is money. Money is time. They are resources that are available to you to live the life that you choose to live. That's all it is. And when you can have this harmonious relationship with these resources, access, and tools, your life then scales. But you will not scale your life if you do not know how to have a healthy relationship because money is merely a relationship. So I would love to welcome somebody into the conversation so that we can banter as I try not to lose my voice over here. So please flash your mic if you want to discuss either how you feel, and I'm happy to unwind a tool for you to try to have you take something different, or if you would like to talk a little bit about this topic about building relationships, because I know there's a lot of people who really want them, 
They just do not know how to manifest them. Good morning, Amelia. This is Tina. How are you? Good morning, Tina. I'm loving the topic today and you are so correct. I remember years ago before I had sisterhoods and relationships with women, I always wanted it. And the crazy thing is I made a vision board and on the vision board, I put a picture of like in magazines where it was like groups of women and it happened. And ever since then, I've always had different groups, whether it was in the fitness industry, you know, like exercise classes. And, and then this app right here on Clubhouse, you definitely meet so many women. And I found what you said is correct. It makes me stronger. It makes me feel more powerful. And then if I ever doubt myself, you know, they're there for me. So the sisterhood is amazing. The brohood, I get that too. Um, I don't really know much about that. <laughs> but I do understand how, you know, for children, they need that. I guess with teams, with like football teams, when kids are younger, they need that. So I definitely appreciate what you said. And thank you for that. I agree with you totally. Yeah, uh, it's very difficult for a male to be emotionally available if he doesn't have the relationships with his brothers first, right? And when you're looking at uh, evidence for a healthy relationship, that's the things that you want to look on. Do they have healthy relationships with their buddies, with their friends, right? We, as much as we may try, we will never be their buddies, right? We just, we won't. We have a whole different makeup from us. And when a woman enters that environment, it changes the environment. Same thing, the opposite way. When a guy enters a group of, which David Spizak, a little bit later today, when he jumps into this all female thing, it just changes the environment. It's not good or bad. It's just different. And leaning I mean, into being able to, to see happens, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> David, he's kind of like the adopted sister, right? <laughs> um, and, and we love him so. But this, these things are when you know when you're trying to say, "I want more money. I want money to be working for me more powerfully. I want to be able to have this abundance." It's like a magician. If you look and focus at the money, you'll lose it. But if you focus on the energy you have with everything else and work to bring that into harmony and power, it automatically is going to impact your money, right? One thing affects another thing. And so I watch people focus so hard on the money and money slips away. But yet what I look at when I, when I look at people and I'm trying to help them understand their behavior, I'm showing them the behavior that they have with themselves. I'm showing them the behavior that they have, what they say is the most important relationships in their life. The most important relationships that you have in your life, look at that connection. Because so often you're trying to chase money and the relationships in your life are disjointed. They're not trustworthy. They're absent. You're not leaning in. You're not present. It's dysfunctional. How in the world are you going to have a healthy relationship with money if you don't have a healthy relationship with the other things that you say that you value? It's impossible. You will make it and you will lose it. You will make it and you will lose it. You'll get closer. It'll run away. Money is going to act exactly like the relationships that you lean into every single day. Who else would like to chime in? Uh, this is Janice. I'd wow. love to. Hi, Amelia and everyone. Uh, I love the conversation. Relationships of money are just like you got to love money. Just I talk about it like a relationship with a man. But what I wanted to share is 
my sister, we're both in our 60s, and we are rebuilding our relationship. And it is so powerful. A lot of pooey, booey, booey things happen throughout the years. But now as we get, you know, to those golden years and just sharing those special times when you were little kids are just wonderful. And then all of the ladies that I get to meet in real life that I've met off this app, like over 300 people, not ladies alone. But it's just beautiful and wonderful. And I also hold a retreat in March where 18 people can come out and disconnect and we just chill and get to meet each other in real life. And I thank you for letting me share, Amelia. Relationships are where it's at. That's right. Those are the memories that you take with you. But it's also the relationship that dictates how you have a relationship with everything. And there's a really deep sense of peace when you can just be who you are without any expectations and not let it waver you on other people's responses. I was in a room last night with um, Alexander Gonzalez kind of going in and asking if, if I could jump and give some behavioral tools. And the person in the room was so agitated about everything and really had a difficult time listening, listening because defending and earning all that stuff was just a vicious cycle. And it was very, I, I prayed last night. I was like, I really want to pray for her. Um, and I had empathy because you can't see what you can't see and you don't know what you don't know. And you got to be really careful who fills in the blank and having the power from within, right. Which then brings conferences, confidence, which brings bravery, which brings, you know, the, all of that is then what happens with your relationship with money. And I am telling you that there isn't anything that feels more fulfilling than when you know that the circle of people that you have around you get you are not expecting of anything and pour into you as you receive and as you give. And I just want to touch on that. Giving and receiving is an infinity loop they're connected. And I know that there's a lot of people here right now that are really good givers. They're really good at giving and they really suck at receiving. Suck. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And I want you to think about it from this perspective. If I'm trying to love you, if I'm trying to pour into you, denying me the same gift that you love so much. When you're a giver, the reason why you give is because it gives you such joy. But what are you doing to others when they're trying to give to you and you deny you won't receive? Well, that means you're hurting me. You're hurting the person on the other side who is trying to give to you if you will not receive. So I ask you, are you a good receiver? Because here's the thing. If you're a really good giver and a really crappy receiver, guess what that means about money? That means you're a really good spender, but not a really good investor. It's all connected. So look at the little things in your life and how you show up. 
and change the game. Reach out and say, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to really lean in. Even if you get hurt, the knowledge that you gain will pour into the next relationship by tenfold. It always universally will even out. You will never get off this planet with more hurt than you do love. Only if you run from it. So leaning in so that you can grow with your brothers and sisters, that enrichment, that connection that you're building will also build money the exact same way. Uh, Amanda Dahl, I know you were here too. Do you want to chime in in this conversation? I so appreciate you. You took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say when you opened up, you said, make sure you give and receive and receiving is something that I struggle with. And I'll tell you in the last year, I've had a whole lot of changes, both financially, business wise, just a lot of changes in my life. And I would so be curious about your thoughts, because those people that were with me before I reached, you know, a level of success. It's, I find it harder for me to receive from them because it's almost, especially the ones that I love and, and I, I, um, I keep close to me because I think to myself, like, now that I've gotten to a certain point, I need to bring them with me. I have the opportunity that maybe they don't have. So I want to give back to them and I don't want to take anything from them because I feel like I'm the person that now has had this opportunity, you know, if we're talking money, I make more money, so they shouldn't have to. I'll take care of it. I've got it. And I can absolutely, just with what you said, see that that could be taking away from them. And I could be unintentionally creating this gap between us because I'm not allowing that. I'm assuming that they don't need to do it because I'll take care of it. It's no big deal. And yet I'm not affording them the opportunity to be able to do that. And thus I could be hurting the relationship. So I'd love for you to go deeper on that. Well, and that's so beautiful. I, I love it. So let, let's look at it just from the very, let's go all the way down to the foundation, right? Um, which is the behavior, right? Anything that you ever want in life, the way to get there is a behavior. Always, 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 it's a behavior. It's not time, it's not money, it's a behavior. So in what you just were speaking of, you're way, way over on somebody else's side. So let's just say just between you and I, right? You're trying to save me from spending a dollar or you're trying to save me from spending my time because you're making a decision for me and I'm not even involved in the decision-making process, right? It's disrespectful, right? You have to flow in your relationships to trust that they will make the best decision for themselves and respect it either way. Do not be married to the result or to the outcome. So if you ask me to do something like, so you're like, hey, listen, Amelia, I wanna go to this really amazing fancy schmancy place. I know it's a little bit on the expensive side, but I would really love for you to come. Here's all the details. Well, you're respecting me enough to make the decision for me that I'm a healthy adult, I make decisions in my life and I can choose to lean in or I can choose to lean out in either way you love me. And when somebody comes back and goes, oh my gosh, I really, really, really want to go, but I can't really afford it. And I don't really know. Can you, now they're shoving way over on your side, right? And we do this all the time is that we take our energy and we go over onto somebody else's side to impact their influence. Um, or decision-making, or we make the decision for them, whatever, 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 right? And that is all resistance energy 
That is all chaos energy that isn't healthy in the relationship. All I need to do with you, Amanda, is to meet you in the middle to say, here's something that I really desire. Here's something that I really would love. I want to invite you in and here's all the decision. And either way, I respect you. If you cannot do it right now at this point in time, for whatever reason, I still love you and I want you to know how welcome and wanted you are. And I will bring you back the cork from the, maybe next year. But to not save or rescue, because that doesn't help them, it doesn't help you, and not to make the decision for them because you're not allowing them to lean in and step at the table and take the responsibility for making their own decisions. And when you do that, you're robbing them of their confidence. Does it make any sense at all when I said that out loud? Oh, it makes so much sense. So how do you have that conversation? Because I'm seeing that there are people, again, that have been with me almost my entire life. And so if I want to do something because I realize they would not be able to do it because money is the the gap, how do you how do you present that? Like, I want you to be a but part of it. I want to take care of it without making a decision. You're feeding the problem. You're giving fuel to the problem that is holding them where they are. How are they ever going to lean into your level if you are squashing it? How, how are they ever gonna get there? Without yeah, that's being, so true. Right, they're, they're, you're, they're, you're, you're not watering the plant. You have to be able to say, listen, I'm doing all these incredible things in my life and I would really love for you to be with me. What could you be doing in your life so that you can meet me where I'm at? And if they choose not to do the things in their life in order to grow to where you are, then you're going to be spending less time there. And that's okay. Hey, Amanda and Amelia, can you let me know if I can, when I can join into the conversation? This is Ramon, I have a question to follow. Hello, Mr. Ramon, are you kidding? I love you. Come right on in. Amanda and I will come right on Thank over. you so much. I just want to get, Amanda, is that cool with you? If I can just follow up on your conversation here, is that cool with you, Amanda? You never have to ask. I would love to okay, hear your cool. thoughts. Thank you. Amelia's Put on your good. heels, Ramon. <laughs> They're on. They're on <laughs> in the skirt. It's all on. Listen, uh, Amelia, just a follow-up to that. So to, to dig in deeper, I guess, in a, I don't know if Amanda's asking this, Amelia, but I'm in similar situations and many of us are. But what if you have that family member, that friend, and let's pretend they're never going to do X or come up to whatever level. And, you know, we're using these words gently and respectfully, but you love them. They're your friend and they're poor. Poor Bob, let's call it poor Bob, who makes $2 an hour. But you love hanging out with poor Bob and you want to go to Tahiti with poor Bob. So I don't know if that's some of what you're asking, Amanda, because at least I am. What do we do then? Because poor Bob may never start a a, a, a company or be an entrepreneur or save money. He may always be poor. But, but I like Ramon, your poor Bob really doesn't want to go to Tahiti. He really doesn't want to. Poor Bob wants to sit in your living room and have a beer. That's what poor Bob wants to do. And so you're projecting your life ambition, your fire in your belly, your visual onto Bob. Because if Bob really wanted to go to Tahiti, then there are tactical actions that he could be taken. He'd have a little jar, little vacation jar where he was putting his change. You would see evidence in his life that he really wanted to go to Tahiti. You're putting your dreams on Bob and they're not welcome there. 
He doesn't wow. want to be saved. Mike he wants dropped. to hang out in your wow. living room. Wow. See, I didn't think. Thank you. Whoever said Mike drop, thank you. I'm going back to listen. Now I get it. I, I, I didn't even think of that, Amanda. Uh, Amelia. Wow. Okay. I got it. Th- that just hit me so hard, too, because I'm just thinking when we take poor Bob to Tahiti, I bet he's probably feeling more uncomfortable than he is comfortable because he realizes that it's not a place that he wants to be or it's not a place that he can afford. And then he feels like the one who is tagging on your coat shoulders oh my gosh you just gave me complete different perspective on that yeah spoken like a real behaviorist this is why i tell people i'm not a therapist i'm a behaviorist it's totally different experience right i'm just pointing out the behavior and helping you unwind it you know and this happens all the time and i i mean i'm very i'm probably the most transparent person you'd ever want to meet this just happened in my relationship i made the decision i'm the ceo of my company i made the decision to take my company public Well, that is a little bit different of a journey than having a privately held company. My life partner does not want to go on that journey. He was like, you know what? I don't want any of that. I don't want to go public. I don't want that type of travel. I don't, I don't want to do that road show. I don't want that many employees. I don't want any of it. And I'm like, I love you. You're an amazing, incredible man. And if you come into the awareness that what you really want is to stay right where you are in Long Island and to stay with the same people that you've had in your life. And he's got a beautiful, wonderful life. Dr. Janie, a lot of people have been. He wants to stay there. And that's how he would like to retire and spend the next 30 years doing exactly what he's doing right now. I am so happy for him. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Stay. That's good. Yes. Just don't make me stay because my wings are meant to fly. And so we're incredible, incredible, amazing friends. I love how much he loves his life. It's not my life. And he loves what I want to do with my life. They're different lives. One's not better or worse. They're just different. But if you want to take a car and I want to take a plane, we're not following in the same direction, right? And it gets even bigger when you have more responsibility to other people. The people who have leaned in with me in my life depend on me to take the company to its highest and fullest potential. And that's what I'm doing because they invest in me by bringing me their genius and their time and their talent. And as their CEO, abundance is the only option. That's the only option. I will take it to my fullest ability and hand the reins over to somebody else who's going to take it to the next level so that we amplify all of the opportunities if they so choose it. And so this happens in relationships all the time. We put all the emotion into it when there's really no emotion. Now, there's a emotional of uh, healing because you are pivoting. There's the emotion of I feel sad. You feel sad right? But as that door closes and you can just be really, really happy and grateful, right? And just what an incredible experience we had together. Another door opens, another new door of curiosity, of things that are of alignment that have my interest for today. Same thing for him, a door that opens, which is the interests that are more similar to what he's looking for, right? And so this happens in our relationships all the time. You can throw a whole lot of emotion on there if you choose or choose not. You know, Stephen Kuhn, a lot of people know that he and I went through this experience about the same time. Well, we're already light years ahead of a lot of people who are still stuck in 
that relationship conversation of I'm being on your side, you're being on my side. I want something for you. I want you to go to Tahiti. You don't really want to go to Tahiti. Just got to accept people for where they are and celebrate them. That's awesome for you. And then choose, does it work for where you're going? And if the answer is yes, celebrate. If the answer is no, celebrate because both are right. Hey, can I ask a question, wow. Amelia? It's David. Hello, David. I've, I also have my skirt on on the way to the gym. So <laughs> <laughs> how do you, I mean, is it, you know, because we hear like it's, I'm trying to say this the right way. Like, I think some people say they want to do things, but then they don't actually show up and do it. You know, and, and I, I heard years ago, you can't really motivate people that aren't motivated. Do you feel like you, do you feel like if somebody's, you know, a lot of people, like I said, say they want to do certain things, but then just don't do it. Can you help somebody become more motivated to do that? Or, or do you just have to separate in most cases? I love this question. I get this one all the time. So you have to see if somebody's actions and words match, right? So as a human, if you desire something, you will start putting evidence of that desire in your life to communicate to others that that has value, right? So for example, because you're on the way to the gym, if I say to you, I want to live a physically fit lifestyle, then you're going to start to see evidence in my life that I'm demonstrating and communicating to you all on my own that I value something different than I currently have. So you're going to see that I block off time to the calendar. You're going to see that maybe I buy a, a gym membership or a gym with it. You're going to see that I carve out time to actually show up. I may be really horrible at it, but you're going to see that I'm demonstrating that that's something that I want. You may see changes in my food habits. You may see changes on, you know, intermatching fat. You're going to see that I actually value this thing on my own. You cannot want strong enough for somebody else of something that you desire and they don't. If there's no evidence, it's not true. It's not true. It's empty words. So when you are looking at somebody and saying, I really, really, really love going to the gym and they go, oh my God, so do I look for evidence. If you do, where's the evidence that's something that you love? Because think about it a little bit deeper. Think about it in a romantic situation. I want you to love me. Oh my God, I totally love you. It's going to be just as empty as everything else that they say right? You want the evidence that they love you. You want the little note. You want them to call and check on you. You want to lean in. What can I do for you? How can I help you? What is your love language? You want all those things. And so you want the evidence of what people say is valuable. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. And, and what, so let's just say you get evidence for a little while, but then the, it just kind of fades back to non-evidence, right? Or non-action. Right. But like, the are, you, are you able it, to help? It was always yeah. your evidence. You did it. They never did it. If you really examine what the temporary evidence was, you did it. You said, let's go to the gym this morning. You said, let's try to think that you started the topic. They didn't. You did. When you unwind it, 
people tell you exactly who they are. They tell you exactly who they are. And we hope that they're going to be more. We hope them all the way to where we want them to be instead of relaxing into it and just saying, this is who this person is. This is it. This is what they are. And not try to push over onto their side the best that we see in them. Because if they don't see the best within them, it will never materialize for a long period of time. It's false. And that's what happens in relationships each and every day is we pour our desire and hope onto somebody else and then wonder why they fail and let us down because it was never theirs to begin with. And remember, this is what happens with money too. We hope as you spend the money on that course that it's going to do X, Y, and Z and then it doesn't and it fails, right? Every time we go outside of ourselves for that knight in shining armor, the hope and the dream, and outside of ourselves, the house of cards will crumble. It has to be built within from where you are. And you have to love where you are with such power and abundance and gratitude in order to open up to go where you're going next. But the minute you cross mentally onto somebody else's side, you have lost. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.